Actually, I'm gonna actually don't don't Hold start in. yet. We already are in the intro video. What are you? Oh, what are mind. you doing? What do you have to do? <laughs> well, I was 17 minutes in the recording. It doesn't matter. Just don't you dare stop it for your OCD. <laughs> this thing is on a runaway train, never coming back. Long way on a one-way track. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 196. You are still recording, correct? You didn't yes, stop I'm it. Still recording. That's fucking right. I'm just laughing at no one knows what happens on the hold slides except no you one. And me. No one. Hey, a uh, little technical difficulty, some skippity dippity, some video badoo badoo. It wasn't recording. Hey, so uh, we're restarting. Hey, 196. Responding Fire, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast from Affable Idiots. I am one of your hosts, Chad Michael Linus. Along with me here, we have, we're going to pretend this didn't happen already, Holden Kiki DePardo. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki is the name of Chucky Finster's sister from Rugrats in Paris. She's Korean? Japanese? Pretend I'm looking it up for the second time. It's Japanese. She's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Holden changes his name weekly, legally. He has to have justification. Hey, everyone, welcome back. Um, this is only funny to us because literally no one else but Brent knows this happened. Yeah. Speaking of Brent, hey, everyone, you can watch when us people on People listen to this on Twitch. Tuesday, they're going to be so confused. They like, are. What are they even talking about? That's why you got to tune yeah. in live to twitch.tv slash affable it is to catch all the goodness as it happens on Sunday nights at 8.30 Eastern Time. Or you can catch the on-demand and be confused as fuck because we like to indulge our own personal inside jokes on YouTube and podcast services at 9 a.m. <laughs> we have but On the podcast, they can rewind really easily and catch that slick transition you made from me veering us off course and just bringing us right back in with right. catching us on Twitch. That was very good. That's right. Thank you. And I'm doing it again. I'm veering us off I'm course. I'm a professional. Chad, bring us back in. Here's how we're going to improve upon last time. We're going to have a new take. With Fresh Takes Gaming. Fresh Takes Gaming, you might remember them from almost two years ago. We did an episode with them. They are some great guys. We got Evan and Nick over there at FTG. Do they abbreviate FTG? I don't know. Uh, if they don't, they I should. I think their, uh, their logo, I think, does. Pretty good. Um, I want to double check now. They're doing a giveaway. They are looking for 100 subscribers on their YouTube channel. Spoiler, so are we. But when you get to their YouTube channel, <laughs> you should then also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. It's about them, Chad, not us. That's right. Uh, our good friends Evan and Nick over there, they're, they're doing it. Go to their YouTube channel, hit subscribe. As soon as they reach 100, they're going, doing a giveaway. They've got coffee. They've got merchandise. They've got Steam codes over there, over the Steamtown Mall. Um, so, yes, go check them out. Subscribe to them on YouTube and also just like generally consume their content because um, they're dope people. And hopefully we'll do something eat again it, soon. Like eat their content, consume it. Right. Eat I, the want content. You to, I want you to take a screenshot from one of their YouTube videos and I want you to ask the person at Food Lion <laughs> to put that screenshot on a cake. <laughs> you know they do like the really shitty low res. I want to put this person's picture on a cake and then put that on the cake. I was thinking... I was thinking you were going to say print it and then eat the paper or something, but that's even better. No. And then you go to pick it up at Food Lion and you said, that's not the picture. I told you to put on the cake. I told you to put happy birthday, Karen. But I'll take the cake anyway, but I'm not going to pay for it because you messed up. And then you eat the cake. You eat the cake. Jack's face is bright you eat, red. It's bright you eat red. the cake on Twitch. 
across the bottom of the screen saying, Go to prison I don't even know what you just said. I have no idea. Oh Chad's literally God. tearing up and crying. Oh He's my God. He's crying. It's amazing. <laughs> so go to Fresh Takes Gaming's YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to them. We have a lot that we're talking about today. <laughs> I'm just going to message him and say you're going to be so happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about some Resident Evil. We're going to talk about um, Xbox saying, give us your money, and then here's your money back. Um, we're going to talk about some guy who's just fucking going mental, claiming that concept art's from everything. But before we do all of that, we have another couple quick announcements outside of our Fresh Takes Gaming on YouTube cake. <laughs> we have our 200th episode of Respawn Aim Fire coming up in just a month. It happens to also be our fourth birthday. We are calling on you. We need action from you. We're going to be discussing the next decade in gaming and our predictions of what that might look like in the next 10 years. We would love to know what your predictions are for gaming, the industry, the consoles, the technology, the games themselves, whatever that might mean. Go to twitter.com slash fire. Let us know what you think is coming in the next 10 years and we'll make it part of our conversation. Um, there are a lot of messages from Porkchop118YT, uh, YouTube, Porkchop118YouTube <laughs> in the chat here, mostly just about- <laughs> Is that what the YT stands for? Uh, that's what it is, yeah. That's his YouTube channel on Twitch. He's, he's plugging it. Go to, go to YouTube.com slash Porkchop118YT <laughs> and subscribe to him as well. Um, I, I, I can't read it. I, I love you though, Porkchop. Um, let's talk about our main quest- Resident Evil Village and more. This week, Holden, we got a lot more information on the very quickly in the pipeline coming. That doesn't make sense. Resident Evil Village is coming soon, we found out today. Uh, and it's got some pretty cool things going on inside of it. So, starting with Resident Evil Village, new gameplay details, demo, and multiplayer revealed from Michael McWhorter at Polygon. We know that Ethan... The protagonist from Resident Evil 7 is returning again in Resident Evil Village, which is no longer ever referred to as Resident Evil 8. It will remain first person. Apparently, we're looking for his daughter, uh, says the gameplay video. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Didn't know he had a kid. Great. Maybe I did. I don't remember much of 7. I'm going to play it again before this comes out. We know that it's coming May 7th of this year, and... A great surprise for all of you running old consoles and you want things to perform worse. <clears throat> it is also coming to Xbox One and PS4. Originally, it was announced for PS5 and Xbox Series S and X, uh, as well as PC. But then they said we were looking into possibly bringing it to the older generation. And it looks like it is coming day and date to both of those. We got a couple of looks at uh, a few things. One, there's a multiplayer mode that's going to be included with the purchase of the game called Resident Evil... Reverse, re colon verse. <laughs> it is a, a multiplayer mode bundled with Village. We'll talk about our thoughts on it in, in literally four seconds. There's also Division 2 crossover with Resident Evil, and there's a Maiden PS5 exclusive demo as well. Holden, what do you think of this multiplayer reverse? <clears throat> oh, it looks awful. <clears throat> it looks so bad. It does. It looks really bad. I So I watched the, the stream. And I was looking in the YouTube comments, which is never a cesspool. It's always <laughs> just very fruitful discussions. Wait, you were watching the YouTube this, comments you know, in a live stream? 
Well, it was the after the fact, like the saved video okay. of the live stream. Gotcha. I was about, how the video for some reason they post an hour and eighteen minute video where they literally save the countdown. I hate to, that. Why do they do that? It's so stupid. It's not hard. Yeah, it's literally the blade tool. Use the blade tool in Final Cut. Get rid of the first hour of it. Hell, it just seems just, obvious. Anyway, just secondary click on your Mac and just say trim, and it opens up in QuickTime. You can just go. You don't even have to open it up in a video editor. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to do a video. You're right, yeah. Um, okay, so that multiplayer. So I was in the comments, and I was seeing all these things going, man, the multiplayer you know, looks great. That looks awesome. Like, those have to be bots. There's no way <laughs> anyone actually, out of all the announcements, was like, that multiplayer looks sick. It looks awful. It looks bad. I think also <clears> part of that is a bias of I hated Resident Evil Resistance. It was terrible. Yeah. It was like really bad. Yeah, like really, really bad. So I just don't have a lot of faith in, in this one. Nothing about it looks spectacular. I don't even know what it is. It You're looks like, like attacking it's a... people that are other characters. It's like a Super Smash Bros. of characters from Resident Evil only. It is a large a cast from Resident Evil match? characters. It's like a, it's got like a cell shaded design almost, almost like Borderlands a little bit. Um, which is mm-hmm. interesting for a Resident Evil franchise. I don't think we've ever seen that in Resident Evil. But it, yeah, it looks like you are just. A cast of characters, you're all running around environments from the Resident Evil series, like a mansion and shit like that, and you're just shooting each other. And occasionally someone can turn into um, the big guy. Not Mr. X. Nemesis. Can turn ne- into Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. Um, the best of, <clears throat> of the recent Resident Evil villains. The one that everyone loves the of most. Of course. But the biggest yeah. problem with it Pick that looks one. like it's the same exact problem we had with the last one, is that Resident Evil is not made for quick, nimble movement and it's not excellent gameplay yeah. like gunplay so they were literally showing like in the this is the multiplayer and they were doing like the sizzle reel of showing people and 50 percent of their shots at least probably more were them shooting into the ground at people's feet and i'm like you guys are showing us in this like idealistic way that this game is supposed to be played <laughs> that everyone is fucking missing like crazy because they're terrible shots so yeah we'll play it once i'm sure uh, and then we'll hate it. I mean, it's, it's included with the game, exactly. so why not? It'll be it'll be worth a laugh. Let's do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. not? Um, I am a little concerned about the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. I wouldn't have if they had announced it initially as coming to those consoles, but it seems kind of weird, especially after rumors of it struggling to perform on those consoles. To say, like, oh, and it's coming to last gen as well. I'm like, ah. I feel confident about those only because they didn't announce it for those. And they said, we'll look into it if it's possible. And now, three months before their date, and, you know, Capcom hits their dates. Three months before their date, they're like, no, we're pretty confident it's going to work. So we're going to ship it. Uh, that's the only reason why I feel good about it. Now, if it if it went the cyberpunk route, then I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this isn't a post cyberpunk world now. That's true. So that's true. We sent a post yeah. Mark is asking to cyberpunk. What are we talking about? We're talking about Resident Evil Village and Village. all the Resident Evil announcements Village. this week. Um, Holden, we haven't actually talked overall, about the gameplay though, stuff. We, we, yeah. we mentioned first person. There are lots of returning things from from the Resident Evil series that you're familiar with. There are pistols. There are puzzles. There are jewels and eyes. There are tall women. There are goats you shoot. It's gonna be there. Are, there's an inventory management system that looks akin to Resident Evil Four. <clears throat> are you hyped for this game? Are you are you in it to win it, or are you cautious, like nauseous? Go. <laughs> 
I am extremely pumped about this. Mm. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, something that actually technically is coming up later on, but the team making this is the same team that made Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, which were both very, very good games. Mm -hmm. The games that I feel like introduced me to Resident Evil and probably properly introduced me to. I was aware of its existence before, but this looks awesome. I'm so excited about the environment that you get to explore. Uh, The characters look really intriguing. Um, And I could... Every time I watched it, I kind of picked up on something, and I'm getting the sense that they're really not showing us that much in this trailer. Like, I feel like they're kind of trying to paint... Um, what's her name? I, can, I forgot the character's the maiden, name, but the really, really tall yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know her name. Does she have a name yet? Yeah. Um, Lady Killer. La- yeah. Tom so Hanks. We'll call her Lady Killer. Um, I think they're kind of setting her up as like being the main villain of this, but she's on the phone with somebody else in the trailer that she's like reporting to. So there's definitely more to this than they're letting on right now. So I'm really excited to kind of, I don't want to know anymore. I just want to play this and experience it because it's great. And spoiler alert for the, the demo, I enjoyed the demo quite a bit as well. So speaking of playing it of and experiencing I'm excited. it, yes, we played the demo. There's an exclusive to PS5 maiden demo. The developer said that the reason it's exclusive to PS5 is because they really wanted to just put out a showcase for what they could do by pushing the console to its limits. So, like, they wanted to focus just on PlayStation and say, this is how good it can possibly be. So, they took that opportunity to show us, and it looks fucking gorgeous, Holden. The lighting, the reflecting off of all of the goddams. This is the first time, also, that I ever gave a shit about 3D audio. Like, there were times when I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, is it? yeah, that's 3D audio, that's cool. But this demo it's like a 10 minute maximum demo if you're not scared then it's like five and this demo was the first time i went oh oh that's how developers are supposed to use 3d audio i know exactly where all of these sounds are coming from and i know exactly why i'm terrified so i'm very excited for that hopefully that's going to be built into the the game proper and i believe it is yeah absolutely i think they've even mentioned that like haptics and 3D audio are important to them on PS5. So very excited for that. Yeah, the audio is really fantastic in it, but I think the lighting is what really stood out to me. Um, like holy shit. Like the the kind of center, big centerpiece room, like the big grand room with the staircase and the just beautiful chandelier. I mean that that looked almost real. Like it's crazy how good that looked, but also just so atmospheric and moody as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. it was perfect. It was so perfect. Yeah, and even when you're in the dungeon area, the light hitting the brick and how it kind of like is like there's like a wet quality to the brick, and you can see how it's wet based on how the light is hitting it. Like it's it's crazy how intricate the details are. Yep. I cannot wait. We What we played, they've said, is not actually content from the game. Like, we won't see that sequence mm-hmm. itself show up in the game. Obviously, the environments do, because we saw them in the gameplay demo, but things were different. Um, they, do, they do this a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the way that they do this. Like, they showed off the Resident Evil 7. <clears throat> first of all, the first thing they ever released from Resident Evil 7 was the kitchen VR demo, which was just the, yeah, the right. woman from that doesn't eating the shit out of you and your friend in a chair. But then they released the demo with the little cabin. And you can, like, wander all over the cabin. You can look at the 
pot of like maggots and stuff like that. There are the the mannequins that will turn around and look at you. You find a finger in a drawer and you're like, what the fuck is this finger for? So like, but it, that that building was in there, but the sequence of events as it happened in the demo wasn't. I like how they do that. So it doesn't spoil anything. I don't feel like I'm playing anything over whenever I get to it again in the game. But it's cool to be familiar with those environments. Um, it, the the demo's free on PS5. Go play it. I don't think there's an expiration date on it. So um, definitely go take a look it's at it. It's really that. short, too. It's like you can do it in a single sitting. I'd be very concerned if you couldn't do it in a single sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't because we were going to... Oh, I didn't put that on my list. We were going to play uh, Little Big Planet. I mean, Sackboy. Um... There were a couple of other Resident Evil related things that came out this week. Resident Evil 7 is reportedly, uh, sorry, rumored to be getting a next gen update for PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S, says Ryan Meitzler at Dual Shockers. Uh, Dusk Golem, who we've read all of his conspiracy theories, not conspiracy theories, but rumors and leaks and stuff like that on this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big QAnon. <laughs> Talking about Resident Evil and how Resident Evil and QAnon are related. Uh, he says there will be a next-gen patch for Resident Evil 7. This is kind of backed up a little bit. It leads more, uh, lends more to it being truth because when you go to buy the game digitally on the PlayStation Store, there are three versions to buy. There's the regular version. There's the digital deluxe version that includes some extra items and stuff. And then there's a version that includes all the extra items and Resident Evil 7. So um, it looks like we might be getting an upgrade for that, which is really cool. Hopefully that will still play with PSVR. I'm debating, like, do I go back and play this in VR again? Because I've only experienced it in VR. Or do I play it regular this time? It's too spoopy. I mean, it was too spoopy, spoopy in as VR. fuck in VR. But I feel like that would make good content, too. But I'll never do content from it. I'm going to play it in VR. Fuck all of you. We also got some uh, Resident Evil 4 news. It says Resident Evil 4 remake plans to undergo major overhaul. It says Jared Kucharski at Dual Shockers. Apparently, there were uh, some budding heads and ideas about the development of Resident Evil 4 remake. Capcom's team M2 had handled it, but there were some differences in opinion that kind of led to them taking a backseat in their involvement in that production. Um, Capcom wants to remain, quote, faithful to the original with a new take on features, story elements, and environments, but M2 wanted to do an abridged approach, kind of like what we saw with Resident Evil 3 Remake as well. The team, Capcom Division 1, is now the lead on the project, and according to Dusk Golem, again, our conspiracy theory friend, <laughs> um, <laughs> Division 1 also had a development for Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, which is dope. So, okay, here's one thing that's weird to me about that. And I literally put it in quotes in the summary because I didn't, I honestly had no idea how to like phrase that. How can you be faithful to the original with new takes of story elements, environments, and features? It sounds like, is it like spiritually they want to live up to the game, but they want to mess with the story of it and the gameplay mechanics and the locations you're describing? That's, that's I think of it as I'm a little bit of Resident that. Evil 2 remake where it's like we're staying faithful in that the environments are staying the same, a lot of the weapons you get and all that kind of stuff, some of the story beats are staying the same, but we're also, you know, updating it. Brand new engine, uh brand new like control mechanics, everything is remade up from the ground up. And then mix that with a little bit of Final Fantasy 7 remake where we're like, "Hey, 
we're sticking to the story. Your characters are still here that you love. Your characters um, are going to go with you on your journey. Some may die that don't die. Some might die that do die. Some might not die that do die. Do die die? Daba dee daba die. I'm green. Um, the <laughs> so a little bit of that where it's like we're going to take this and maybe massively expand some things that were only small little fragments in the original game. Are there going to be ghosts that surround you all the time now, too? That's right. Yep, all these ghosts. I I think this game so badly needs an update. And if it's just a new skin on it, and it looks much improved, and it has better controls, I don't think that's enough for Resident Evil 4. I, I don't think it's going to hold up. I think you it's going to the story see, needs to be? Yeah, I think the story needs a little bit of work. I need Ashley. Ashley needs to be reconsidered. The way that she's just a freaking nuisance to you that you have to drag along for a lot of the game um i think mm -hmm. that needs to be reworked i think that uh, yeah there are a lot of systems in this game that just need updating and so i, I get what you're saying now this is making sense so you like, take ashley and how she gets like captured and she's like oh leon mm -hmm. and does that whole like obnoxious like shrieking as she's being carried away like updating that so it's not as fucking obnoxious and you actually had a sense of like horror like oh fuck like ashley's being taken out like oh my god i gotta get her otherwise this is gonna be game over and selfishly i would also like, just actually love for that not to there. be a, an escort mission just because i fucking hate escort missions and like half of the game is an escort I... mission I like the idea of an escort mission. Like, I like the idea of it's it's living up to its best potential. I think it's a cool idea. But yeah, implement they they're never implemented well. Nope. Like almost ever. Nope. Not once. Not yeah. never. Nope. Hold on. Any um, other... Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Any other thoughts on Resident um, Evil? One in general? thing I would like. Yeah. Go 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 go. Yeah. One thing I would like for Resident Evil remake is and something to kind of think about is do we want the first person perspective or do we want the third person that we got in. RE2 remake. And I'm kind of caught for four? the two. For Resident Evil 4? Like for four, yeah. It'd be truer to the game to have the third person, obviously. But that environment is really cool. And I think exploring that in first person could be pretty awesome. It'd be a bigger deviation, obviously. But that could be dope. I think, It'd be really dope. I don't know, man. Resident Evil 4 literally like pioneered the third person shooter. Like, that mm -hmm. that perspective in a game did not exist before Resident Evil 4. So I think to take that and be like, cool, the thing that you're most known for and, and like, defining an entire genre, we're going to wipe that. I think people would go fucking apeshit bananas and not like it. It could be. Plus, it could also be really fucking Leon's awesome. badass. I want to see him doing all of these, like, suplexes and, and kicks and finishing moves and shit like that. I don't want to have to see a... Maybe they can do the the Destiny thing where it's like first person until you do a finisher and then it goes third person. For No, I want it to be Maybe, third person. Yeah. Holden, fuck you and your thoughts. This is the internet. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so respected. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Like It definitely would be truer to the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And the internet is the internet. So if they want to avoid backlash, yeah, you're right. They would need to, uh, to, not, to not do that. I think it would make, make it spoopier. It would make it spoopier. Spoopy. Moving spoopy on a lot. from Resident Evil, we're going to talk about an equally terrifying game. Hold on. Update us on Animal Crossing New Horizons. What do you got going on? <laughs> um, I'm making the video very, very soon. I'm sucking it up and acknowledge. The big holdup on this video was that 
there's when you first get off the airport, there's some flowers to your left, and they haven't fully grown in yet. And it's an orange flower, which means I can't buy orange flowers and put them there. I have to breed them. So I've just been waiting for that. It's been taking for fucking ever, but I'm just going to suck it up, and there's just going to be that, and then one other patch of other flowers that aren't fully grown, and then... I just gotta suck it up. So it's not gonna be 100% perfect, but it's mostly there. Darby got to visit my island um, this week because Darby got Animal Crossing. Okay. And I I gave him a care package of like resources I think that he might need or like nice fishing rods, nice bug nets. I gave him one of every type of fence that I have, like the f- uh, full stack of fences. So he kind of has those going for him now. Like I'm like, I wanna give you the best experience possible starting off. So that was kind of cool. And I gave him a quick tour of my island. I, I saw think his I got island. any of that shit Pretty from cool. you. Yeah, but at that point, I didn't have the surplus that I have now. So, and I did. I gave you like a bunch of iron and stuff, so you could. Yeah, you're there was right. like a bridge you're you had to build, right. and I, I I helped with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I definitely gave Darby more though. I also wrapped Darby's up in um wrapping paper, so they were like little presents I left for him. <laughs> I love that game. Um, so it's pretty great. Um, I do have a new I have a new uh, villager on the island that I think is hilarious. His name is Billy. He's a goat. Get it? Billy goat. Got it. And because Billy Eichner is the goat. He's the greatest of all time. Exactly. He's a great comedian. Exactly. And what he's a fitness villager, which means he's always like he always talk about getting swollen stuff. Okay. And I'm like, ah, that's always that can be kind of obnoxious. But it turns out he talks the talk, but never walks the walk. I never see him working out. Matter of fact, he sits more than any villager in my island under trees. He's always carrying a donut or something like that and eating <laughs> junk food. Like it's, it's really funny. I like Billy. He's good. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I've just been doing that. I haven't been doing as much, um, Nukazon just because I kind of bought the, the major things I wanted on Nukazon. Um, and now my big focus is going to be on, breeding flowers because in order to get certain color flowers you need to grow them and i'm trying to get um black lilies because my my kind of uh shopping plaza um has like the black phone booth the black um watering uh a water fountain the uh a black park clock there's a black anchor outside the store and i'm like i want to get black flowers to kind of match with all of that and it's gonna that's what's gonna be so what um, you need to do is you need to take a long fucking time. An octopus Pokemon, and you need to take a bell sprout, mm-hmm. and you need to leave them both overnight at the daycare, and then you go <laughs> walk a lot, and you come back to the daycare guy, and it's like, hey, this octopus put its ink all over this flower, and they fucked. Here's your black lily now. And then you have black lilies. That would be an easier process. Mm-hmm. That'd be way easier. Instead, I have to put red flowers next to each other and hope that... Um, they produce a black flower. There's a 25% chance of that happening every day. And the odds are not in my favor because I only have one and I've been trying for two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> it has been a very slow process, uh, but it's going to, I mean, I'm going to be playing it every day anyway, so I'll just keep checking. I'll keep, I'll keep going at it. I like um, it. But yeah, oh, I also finished my kitchen this week and my kitchen's fucking dope. Is it like it's a restaurant kitchen or is it like a good home kitchen? Um, so it, I use the dining table, uh, the, the, the dining table, the diner table, um, in there. And I was going to try to kind of go for like a diner aesthetic in there, but I couldn't get the parts for it. And then now it just kind of looks like, um, a normal kitchen and there's like a booth. Okay. Okay. As well, but it, it works. It, it looks good. I think. Um, and then I also did a huge fuck up, like huge, huge, huge fuck up. So 
um, this whole week I've been starting that boot camp and, and starting up with that stuff. So I'll just be doing you know assignments and kind of working on things. But I'm like, you know, I have all these turnips. I'm, I wanted to sell them on the turnip exchange, and there's an island selling for 650 bells. So I'm like, while I'm working, I'll just kind of keep a tab open that has like my place in line. There's like 100 people in the line, so like it'll take me a while. It took me six hours to get through the line. I Whoa. get all my turnips. I I. Yeah, but I'm like working, so it's not really like, you know, I'm actively just waiting for it. And I go to their island, I go to sell the turnips, and for some reason, I guess I hit don't accept sale, and then thought I sold them, and then left the island, and went to go deposit the money, and I'm like, I still have all the turnips. (laughs) I waited six hours in that line for nothing, nothing at all. Huge waste. But I ended up doing it again the next day, and it was fine. But didn't sell for as much. But still got a good amount. But it was definitely like, oh shit, that I, that was dumb of me. That was incredibly dumb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what happened in Animal Crossing this week. Holden, let me tell you about what I played this week. You might know a person by the name. Actually, you might not. Do you know Kyle St. James? I know Kyle St. James. I see him on Twitter. Kyle St. James. He's known for having divinity. It's a special trace rifle in Destiny 2. He is Kyle St. James Has Divinity. That's his name. It's the only thing special about him. There are now (laughs) six more Divinity rifles in the fucking world because guess who else has Divinity? You're not special, Kyle St. James. You're a fucking nobody now. You're a fucking nobody now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you so much, and he's the only reason why we have it because he's wonderful, (laughs) and he helped us get uh, the raid done. We did, I, last week I told everyone about how we just fucking ate shit on the last boss of Garden of Salvation Raid in Destiny 2. This week, we went back through, completed the whole thing in five hours with, uh, Joel took like a 45 minute poop and TikTok break. Um, I took a, a little bit of a lunch break. So like, we five hours total with some breaks in between. We redid the whole raid, did all the puzzles, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful, Holden. There's so much catharsis at the end to see that thing just fucking suffer and die. And then we all opened up that chest. We all got divinity. And now Kyle St. James is fucking useless to us. Um, no, but it, I'm just kidding. Kyle St. James is great. He's going to be up with us for the rest of time because he'll never Come play die. games with Chad. He'll use you till he gets lots of against you. Uh, Matt and Dallas could not join us because Dallas was looking at ice castles and Matt was with his mom for some reason. I don't know if she was born or something. Um, but get this. <laughs> Matt was so, like, he was, wa- they were both watching Joel's stream, uh, even though, like, they were, I guess, at a mom's birthday and with their family on vacation. They were just <laughs> on their phone watching the stream for five hours as well, which I can only imagine is amazing. Um, and uh, Matt got so anxious that he couldn't get it with us that he paid someone to run it for him. Um, and it, they got it in under an hour. So there's a professional uh, Sherpa wow. service that she's like, hey, throw us a lot of money and uh, in an hour you'll have it. And he was able to stream them the whole time so that you make sure they don't just like fucking empty your character and leave you with nothing. So now we have the five of us, Joel, Jerrica, Audrey, Kyle St. James, me. Is that everybody? Did I name ever? Who am I forgetting? I'm leaving somebody out. Brent? Is Brent there? No, not Brent. Brent Brent doesn't play. Brent likes to talk about wanting to play Destiny, and then we give him opportunities, and he's like, sorry, brah. And then, but we love him. And if he ever wants to come join us, we will happily accept him. 
Who was it? It was me? Only if he gives you divinity, though. Tom, That's it. it was if he doesn't Tom. give you divinity, not worth it. Tom is uh, Kyle and Trevor's friend. He helped us and joined us for the for the raid. It was great. We are now at a point where we can, like, now that we all have divinity, we can run this in probably like two hours, three hours. And we're getting to the point where we can be like, hey, you know what? I'm bored on a Wednesday night. We've got two hours to spare. We want to all run a raid real quick. Sure. It's going to be wonderful. Can't wait. Can't wait. Moving on from Destiny 2 Garden of Salvation, I also played Sackboy this week. You died or something. And so I played it by myself with um, Darby <laughs> and Jeff. And we got through all of World 3, and that game just freaking continues to amaze me. They're, the music, of course, is still wonderful and amazing. The mechanics just keep building on itself over and over. It's like, oh, remember this um, grapple hook that you had in the first couple of worlds? Well, now we're going to use it in a brand new way. And it's just, it's so wonderful. And it's such a shame that that thing did not sell better. And then we're playing Control for Barf this month. Control, again, my 2019 game of the year. Wonderful, wonderful game that everyone should play. We're going to be talking about it in a week. But I haven't started it yet, so because Destiny 2 is my <laughs> life. Um, but today I decided, you know what? Before I restart the game, I'm going to play because there's no new game plus or anything like that. I'm going to play the Alan Wake expansion that I never played. It was the second expansion that came out in August. And it was great, Holden. It was cool. So it, it, it takes the whole thing that happened on – I've already forgotten the name of the lake in Alan Wake. But that whole lake – the, every, oh, Cauldron Lake. Everything happening on Cauldron Lake with all the darkness and shit like that. And it brings that into the control world. And you occasionally will have to find like a light or a lamp or something like that. And you have to like burn darkness off of shit. And it takes the doctor from the Alan Wake expansion. He's like the main baddie in this. And uh, it's all about like plugging batteries into generators so that you can turn on lights and, and keep him away and all that kind of shit. It's, it's really good. They have, in true control fashion, like some really amazing um, artifacts or altered world. I forget what they call them. I literally just played it like two, two hours ago. But uh, some really great stories there. There's, you remember chain mail letters where it's like, if you don't forward this to 15 people, you're going to lose the lottery and your house is going to catch on fire. <laughs> well, yeah. there's actually a chain letter that like, if you don't forward it, it eats your cat. Or it will kill your husband. <laughs> there is a, a tractor that is possessed by a bear and fucking eats people as well and just runs them over and tears them to pieces. It's it's wonderful. This game is so freaking cool. I can't wait to talk about it again in a week with you. And I'm hesitant to... Conv we have two Dane. guests. I, I don't want to say their names because I don't want to commit them to something and then they back out and I'm like, oh, oh God, sorry. Not Dane. I didn't say that name. It's not Dane. It's Blaine. Blaine and Blairica uh, will be maybe <laughs> joining us <laughs> to talk about control. Anyway, the game itself is like 11 hours long, so I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that I'm going to finish it before we talk about it. Plus, I've So far, the title so. screen's fantastic. Dude, though, the title screen and like the, the titles in general as you enter a new area and the big giant bold letters are just like so fucking mm -hmm. cool executive affairs and you're just like I can't see anything else on the screen but I don't want to because the text is cool it's great <laughs> let's move on holding to our quest log we've got some news to talk about today starting with our Microsoft quest log we've got three items on this list the first is that Project Mara looks scary good in these new in-engine shots from Ninja Theory says Jordan DeVore at Destructoid 
So Ninja Theory, who's doing Hellblade, they're doing all of the, um, they're Microsoft exclusive now, they got purchased by Microsoft. They're also doing all of these games related to mental health, they're helping fund those projects. They showed off uh, a little behind the scenes look at Project Mara, and how they are working on their engine to make their their environments incredibly realistic. So this game takes place in an apartment. The whole thing takes place in an apartment. And they went around and showed how they recreated the apartment to look photo-fucking-realistic. And they're going as far as, like, we went down to the floor, and or we saw, like, the leather on the couch. And instead of making it just a 2D texture that we, that we strap over the couch, we realize that there are grooves, and it's a 3D object, so our texture is 3D. The floor, the dust, and tiny hairs on the floor, the holes in the grout, it's all procedurally generated, and it's fucking mind-blowing. The water beside the sink. Go look it up. Look at this four-minute video from Ninja Theory on Project Mara and their fucking apartment. It's amazing. What were your thoughts? When I saw this, I was just like, jizz in my own eyes and then die to death. Because <laughs> that's the thing. You die to death. <laughs> Hold on. Were you also excited by this? I mean, it's incredibly impressive. I'm not going to say it's not impressive. It's definitely an achievement. And there's some cool things that obviously can carry over to the Hellblade and that kind of stuff. How the handle texture like, all looks really cool. But like, man, I have no idea what that game is at all. And they went into like such specifics, like the dust. They're like, they focus on how to make dust on the floor. And they start talking about the character. I'm like, are they going to start talking about her human genome and her DNA patterns inside of her like <laughs> 3D character model? Like how, how in depth do they get with this? It just seemed like so over the top. I'm like, what is this game even going to be? I don't think that's about? important. About like what? I think honestly, you it's, think a, it's a technical showcase. That's a, I think that's 100% what it's going to be. It's just going to be a short experience just to show off how fucking amazing it can look. Maybe. Think of it like a, a playable project is Kara, it, is it like, like from Quantic Dream. Well, it's also, is it like um, Epic Citadel from Unreal before they did Infinity Blade? They had this like demo for iPhone where you literally just walked around this like castle sure. on iPhone and it didn't do anything. Um yeah, it's cool. I want to see it in the context of a game. Like, it's really, really cool. Like, it's kind of like the Unreal Engine demo five from last year that was, you know, fantastic, really detailed, really awesome. Um, I want, I want a game of it, but they're doing like a developer diary for it, though. Yeah. So is it? And they they did announce it as a game. So it is a game. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be playable. Yeah, I'm just I'm very curious what it actually is gonna turn out to be. But like the technical elements of it are obviously incredibly impressive. Moving on to something less impressive. Microsoft backtracks on Xbox Live Gold Not pricing. impressive at all. <laughs> uh, Chris Moyes at Destructoid. So Microsoft very, very briefly increased the price for Xbox Live Gold, which is, of course, the service that you need to play online, and occasionally you get some piece of shit free games for it. Um, they here's, here's what they did. The one-month membership marginally went up from $9.99 to $10.99 a month. The three-month membership went from 25 bucks to 30 Not Not a ton. The six-month membership went from 40 to 60 That hurts. That hurts a bit. Yeah. The one-year membership went from 60 to $120 a year. It doubled in price. And that's what most people do is pay yearly. Obviously, if, if, you, uh, if you pay monthly, it's going to come out to be more in the long run. But a, a lot of people will, will kind of stock up on it. Um. And they received a ton of backlash. 
Like people, a lot of people were justly saying, oh, you're doubling the price of Xbox Live Gold, but also not giving us any extra content for it. And you're requiring free-to-play games to have Xbox Live Gold. You're not adding any kind of extra services to it. It doesn't include Game Pass. Uh, and then other people were like, and also you just don't have any games to play right now online, which is kind of a fair uh, dig at them as well. But then they immediately said, oh, we, we made a mistake. They weren't saying the price increase was a mistake. <laughs> like, oh, somebody accidentally hit a button and it shouldn't be that. They were saying, no, we did increase the prices, but then we heard you and we're like, you're right. We shouldn't increase the prices almost immediately, like within hours. Yeah. Uh, what do you think was behind all of this and why were they so quick to, to change it again? I think the the pricing for Game Pass Ultimate didn't change at all. That was still $15 a month. Correct. For for both, and I think that was just a gigantic ploy to get people to get Game Pass Ultimate because they want people in that service. That's what this was about. I feel like that was like kind of it, it was basically giving people an incentive to not just get gold, but to get Game Pass as well. Um, and I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm just like, you called this out like a while ago that they need to just bundle. If they if they care that much about people getting Game Pass Ultimate, they need to just make it one service. Even if they increase the price of it, if they changed it to fifteen and twenty dollars a month as opposed to ten and fifteen, but it included playing games along with your friends, I feel like people would pay for that. I feel like that wouldn't be controversial in the slightest. Um, it just was—it's such I don't know—it just felt like a really odd move. And I think I think you're like years ahead on this one, and I think they're going to do it eventually because it, it's kind of clear that they are prioritizing one of those services over the other at this point. Um, and they just need to get on the same page as you, unless you've changed your right. mind on it. That's I'm right. talking about something that happened years ago. No, they do. I um, obviously am a fortune teller. I was in the movie Big. You know, put a quarter in me, and I tell you the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually 13 years old, but since I know Chad, I'm actually an adult now. That's true. how it works. And then you have sex with yeah. an adult, even though you are inside still only 13, um, and that's weird. <laughs> Um, it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I do believe that. And they at are the on... end too, she's like so happy to see this thirteen-year-old kid walking away. Like I love that like, man. That was a good dicking from a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> so, uh, no, they do need to bundle it into, into one service: Game Pass Ultimate, everything together, and that's what they need to stand behind and just be like, guys, this is our service now. Like Xbox Live was great; it got us through two, three generations, but. Um, we're ready to move on in Game Pass. We believe in Game Pass enough. And I think that's what this was trying to do, is just say, hey, you're already paying now 120 bucks a month. You know, for not much more, you could have all of these awesome games alongside it as well. Um, but it was, it was so... It blows my mind that this made it out the door without yeah. anyone objecting to it or saying, guys, there's going to be a ton of blowback. Like, they should have seen that coming. And I'm sure somebody did say, oh, yeah, there's going to be a ton of people. And they're like, yeah, but it can't be that bad, right? It, but when we when we look at services like this, I mean, historically, like place on the PS3 generation, PS Plus was 10 bucks cheaper than Xbox Live was. And then whenever PS4 came around and it, they raised it to be even at 60 bucks, um, there was like a whole lot of like, oh, my God, it's going up $10. It's going up 20%. <laughs> And it was a big deal. And people were like, are they going to be able to justify the purchase? And they're like, well, we've got some extra games. Don't worry. All this kind of stuff. But then to overnight just say, we're literally doubling the price of it with no extra benefit, I think is, it blows my mind that they were able to to, to say yes to that <laughs> internally. 
It's Especially crazy. when their kind of mantra lately has been, like Phil Spencer said, I think last year, the year before, like when we make a decision, we put the gamer at the center of it and ask, like, is this the best thing for the gamer? Right. right? This is clearly not the best thing for the gamer. I feel like with Xbox Live Gold has been compared to P- um, PlayStation Plus very unfavorably lately. I feel like every time it's like, here's the new games is gold. It's like, yeah, but they're shitty. Unlike PlayStation Plus, which seems to have great games every single time. And to say that the lesser of the two services is now going to be twice as much as the better service, like better by quite a bit, I would say at this point. Yeah, It's, it's just... Especially given probably the fact one of the most tone deaf moves I've seen in a while from a game company. I agree, uh, especially well, given the fact except that except for Cyberpunk, with the PS- happened with Cyberpunk that was pretty tone deaf too. <laughs> but you know, yeah. with the PS Plus collection even like starting to come close to being offer as much value as Game Pass, honestly, because yes, Game Pass has hundreds of games, but the PS Plus collection has the best games. Um, HBO versus Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, Netflix has a bunch of trash and some good things, and HBO is just like all great. But so yeah, with with them adding that at extra no extra cost on the PlayStation side, and now they're like, cool guys, remember that thing that doesn't include games? It's gonna be twice the price of that other thing. <laughs> um, but they did event they do they went back on it, they pulled it immediately, and uh, price stays the same. And free to play things don't require gold. So think like Fortnite, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Gold. Speaking of Xbox games with gold for February 21 have been announced, says Adam Bankers at IGN. Gears 5, which is a great game. Wonderful game. Everyone should play it, but again, you should have Game Pass anyway, so like, play it on Game Pass. Resident Evil HD, Dandara, Trials of Fear, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, and Lost Planet 2. I'd say those are worth the extra $60 you're paying. I was going to say, this is the first month in a while where I'm like, hey, this is actually a pretty good lineup for Games of Gold. This is where that extra $60 scene (laughs) went. You remember Lost Planet? Yeah. I never played it, but I always wanted to. It It just sounds like a really cool game. It kind of was. It was like snowy, third-person shooter. had some cool enemies that were all like weird plant beasts and shit. You had to activate little things. shoot the orange spots. Yeah, shoot the orange spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving on to our Sony Quest Log. What's next for Naughty Dog? Bunch of things related to Naughty Ooh. Dog. Uh, we alluded to this in the beginning uh, and how kind of fucking weird it is. Naughty Dog could be working on a fantasy-themed game according to Deva- Discovered Concept Art, says Rachel Fittis at DualShockers. Uh, there's a senior concept artist at Naughty Dog named Chong Nam, and he posted artwork on his Twitter with the caption that says, Inspire from new game. You know what I'm talking about. And it shows some fantasy characters that look kind of cool. And in fact, also kind of remind me of Aloy a lot um, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, But then also those same images posted uh, uh, quite a little bit ago. And it says, inspire from new game called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You know what I'm talking about, winky face. And um, then there's kind of a a broken English response here. It's like, sorry, guys. all of this is not actually from those games. I just saw them and I was inspired and I created this art. So no, this concept art is not. The guy was just lying. Nothing's happening. And Joe Scrubbles at IGN says, no, a Naughty Dog artist did not leak unannounced fantasy game. Um, Naughty Dog has denied, as well as Young Nam has denied that they are related to a new Naughty Dog game. Hold on, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yes, this is weird. So originally, even on ArtStation, her, um, their account there... 
Um, it did just say the whole like, um, you know what I'm talking about, winky um, face. And then it was updated to say Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Here's obviously it's not a Naughty Dog game. I'm not this is my tangent here is not going to say, and therefore this really is a Naughty Dog game. Um, but it's weird to me because I don't think are there dragons in Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Like this didn't look anything like Valhalla to me. I don't know if I know it's are. inspired by, but, but there it, are, so it's not exactly supposed to be in that world. I mean, there there is like Norse mythology shit in it. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I was just surprised. Like, does that really Valhalla stuff? Um, but it, I don't want to be negative because the artwork itself is fucking incredible. It is like, really, cool. really, really fucking good. Um, and I do love that picture of the um, of the warrior sitting on the dragon head. It's just. It's, like when I saw that and it was applied to this idea of being a Naughty Dog game I'm like oh my god Naughty Dog could do so many cool things in a fantasy world like this idea popped in my head of like I, I, this is the kind of thing I could see the Naughty Dog you know game like the big set piece moment you know what I mean with like um, like the car in uh, Last of Us Part 2 where like you're shooting at the car like that mm-hmm. kind of big moment like you're in a castle and there's a dragon destroying parts of the castle as you're running through the castle to get out or something like that and like just a tail flies through the or breaks through the wall and just crushes everything in sight and you're running away from it, having to go in a different direction because that's where the dragon came from like a cool moment like that i'm like naughty dog could do sick things in a fantasy environment like i really want to see what they could do there it's such a huge deviation too from what they've done in the past that that could be really really cool i'm like really bummed that this isn't real like i'm still excited for what they're gonna do next and i'm sure it's gonna be awesome but like that could have been awesome it'd be so cool it would have been so cool it would have been cool but we know it's not directly related to naughty dog and we also know that it's not something neil Druckmann wants to work on yeah because naughty dog's neil exactly. Druckmann reveals he'd like to develop a cowboy bebop games as dennis patrick at game ranks uh in what was just probably something related to kind of funny content but looks like just fun on twitter greg miller just said hey neil Druckmann." What existing properties do you want to make a game out of? And he responded with the following. Punisher, Half-Life, Ghost Rider, Hotline Miami, and Cowboy Bebop. None of which have dragons. None of them. None of them. I would love to see... Oh, I would fucking love to see a Ghost Rider game. Like a good... Go- there, I know there was one when the movie came out with Nicolas Cage. But I would love to see a good Ghost Rider game. Especially from... No, I don't want Naughty Dog to make a Ghost Rider game. That's a waste of their talents. Yeah, I was looking at some of these two, and I'm like, a Punisher game by Naughty Dog would be really cool, because I think they could hit that visceralness, yeah. but I don't... Is visceralness a word? Just the visceral being visceral. Lingus. <laughs> visceral lingus. They could really get the visceral lingus <laughs> of Punisher. That's the movie T. But... <laughs> I don't know if, like, yeah, like you said, I don't know if I want them to make, like, a comic book game, but even Insomniac made a very popular comic book game that people really like. So I guess it's possible that a big, you know, Sony uh, first-party studio could make something like that. The Cowboy Bebop one's actually intriguing to me. I- I've only seen a handful of episodes of Cowboy Bebop. It is Japanese animation that I th- that I like. I'm not a big fan of Japanese animation, but they Cowboy Bebop is anime. actually quite good anime. Um, it's it's very good. It's actually a really good show, and it's something I would be interested in watching every episode of, and the movie. Um, I actually think I saw the movie, maybe. I don't know. One of my roommates in Chicago is very, very into Cowboy Bebop, so I, I got some um, some exposure that way. I'm like, they, they can do some cool stuff in that world, has strong characters in it. That could be fun. But, I, again, I don't know if they would make that 
game. I think they would just make something original. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they would do. Yeah. Um, to be cool, I still would like to see a Star Wars game by them, though. I think that would be awesome. Why wasn't that in the list, Neil? Uh, probably because there are too many Why strings attached with the Star Wars game. He's like, mm, not having it. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, they they could not do a Last of Us Part Two style story in the Star Wars world. Yeah, probably not. And Obi Wan Kenobi was beaten senseless <laughs> with a golf club. <laughs> Moving on to our Nintendo Quest log, we've got one story related to everyone's favorite game, Pikmin. (laughs) (laughs) Pikmin 3 Deluxe is officially the best-selling entry in the series in Japan. So Qualifier Central right here, says Damien McFerrin at Nintendo Life. First of all, it sold the most of any Pikmin game in Japan. So obviously it's going to be more popular yep. in Japan, but also it sold uh, the the other it sold 513,225 sorry 513,225 copies in Japan, uh, and the next highest selling was the original Pikmin game at 502,996 games. This game actually came up a little bit ago when we talked about it having like really kind of not strong, really low sales in the UK for physical sales. Again, digital was not part of it. Um but we don't really know kind of how it's doing elsewhere in the world digitally involved as well. Speaking of Pikmin, Pikmin 4, like literally five years ago, was almost done. Miyamoto said, it's very close to completion. And now, what the fuck? Where is it? Where is it? It's done. You're just sitting on it. What are you waiting for? Um, and clarification on that too, I've heard some speculation, oh, he was referring to Hey Pikmin when he said it, Pikmin 4... The um, fuck is Hey was Pikmin? Nearly completed. Hey Pikmin was like a 3DS version of Pikmin that was a side scroller. Oh. Um, but he, but Miyamoto also said Hey Pikmin is not Pikmin Four, so he was not referring to Hey Pikmin when he said that. Um, yeah, I, I guess like for me, it's is does Pikmin really have a a future? Because like yeah, it's a little better than Pikmin in Japan, but there's I guess my two kind of questions there are not questions, but just my I guess my two points there are. It's not didn't sell that much better than yeah. Pikmin one. So half a million like copies. By half a million copies, and it's only uh a eleven thousand um roughly eleven thousand unit difference in sales. It's not a lot. Yeah. Not a huge difference. And also, it's in Japan. If it's not selling well across the world, are they gonna invest in this franchise for just Japan? Probably not. And if they do, it would be in a smaller capacity, like hey Pikmin, not a full on. Pikmin 4. Although they've already finished it, I guess it's a question of, like, is the marketing push for it worth it? And that's probably the, the bigger question. So, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like there might not really be a future for Pikmin. I think this might be it. If the game is if the game is basically done, though, I mean, like, they spent the money, they're going to make, at like, it. what does it cost to, to market Pikmin? Uh, I mean, marketing can be really expensive, I think the rule yeah, of thumb the, and like but I mean, the amount of marketing, movies, they're, but like, they're not mar- going to give the the Pikmin the Mario Odyssey treatment or the Pokemon treatment. They're going to give Pikmin the same treatment that they would like a Kirby Superstar or, or Kirby game. It's like, hey, this is coming. Yeah. We'll put it in a direct or two, but we're never going to fucking talk about it again. But it'll make money. So the rule, the rule of thumb in for movies is that you're going to spend the same amount of money in your marketing as you ma- as you did to make the the 
the movie itself and that has and that roughly translates to gaming as well so yeah the budget for a mario marketing is going to be greater than the pikmin marketing but so is the budget to make the game as well so it's basically are they going to double the cost of their game essentially to market this is that going to be worth it because that still could be even just stealth release you know, and tens of millions money. of dollars to put down what was that even just stealth release it and make any money back I mean, they could do that, but it's unlikely a company would stealth release. I mean, Nintendo would, I don't think, would stealth release a game. And if they did, they'd have a huge marketing push for it after the fact. So, I I don't know. I think it's done. Yep. I'm okay for it to be done. Moving on to our third-party quest log. I don't really care either. (laughs) Third-party quest log, we have uh, a couple of things to mention. First is uh, something from Chris Carter at Destructoid saying, pretty much the entire Destiny 2 community has turned on the sunsetting content strategy. Uh, A little background. With Beyond Light came out in November, there was uh, the idea of sunsetting things. First and foremost was planets, entire planets and activities and raids and things like that went away, but also weapons, like some of people's favorite exotic weapons or pieces of armor got sunsetted as well. And Bungie said it was in order to make sure that they were able to handle all the content, keep the the file size manageable, but also every time they add something to the game, they now have to balance all of those different pieces of content, all of those activities, all of those weapons, and it just... it. Became, uh, it came to a point where they couldn't continue to do that without breaking things and putting in way more work than they needed to. So they, they opted for what they called the vault, where they will put some planets away for a little bit, put some activities away, put some weapons away, and eventually they'll come back in some different ways and, and make their return. It does seem like I'm reading a lot of hate about it, but from my own personal perspective, and I'm going to speak for my fire team here as well, um... I'm okay with it. I kind of like it because as someone who only recently became like a serious destiny player, like we were playing for a while, but then like now we're like, what fucking mods do you have? Do you have charge with light on? Do you have the right, like barrier champions are here. Do you have the grenade thing? Do you also have the overload champion thing? Like we are, we are like that in tune with the systems of destiny. But even before that, I feel like there was way too much we were always looking at our quest log and like, I don't know what half of this shit is. I don't even like, we go to these planets and I don't understand what's going on. And most of the content that we do on the planets, but we do it. But then when it comes to weapons as well, I feel like when they're taking certain weapons away, it's good because it encourages us to play with new things that we hadn't played with before. Like if I, if I had my favorite weapons and they were just always there all the time, they're like, cool. I know what I'm going to. That's my go-to. But now they've introduced like a bunch of new slug shotguns and we had to use them for deep stone crypt. And we were like, Oh my God, turns out I have an affinity for slug shotguns. And now it's like all Matt runs, <laughs> Matt runs slug shotguns all the time. <laughs> um, and pulse rifles. And they were, they were just encouraging us to use brand new things and introducing new weapons in the game. And they took away things that we had been using for a while, but also like had been getting a little bit tired. So I'm personally like, I'm okay with it going away because I still think there is a ton of content. Destiny 2 has so much freaking content in it right now for anyone who wants it, even post-game, late-game stuff. Like, There's a lot of stuff there to keep you busy. There are a lot of quests for you to grind and unlock new stuff. And then it's also just like not overwhelming for new people. And it's, I, like I just said 30 times, it encourages you to try new things. So I'm okay with it. I like it a lot. Everyone else can suck it. This is the internet, and my opinion matters. That's it. I know you have no thoughts on Destiny 2 because you're not one nope. of the cool kids with Divinity. 
So, but moving on, no. uh, two but stories. My island and Animal Crossing is divine, so That's there true. is that. That's true. You're almost there. You almost got black flowers. <laughs> two stories concerning Vicarious Visions. The first one is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remaster Studio Vicarious Visions joins Blizzard, says Michael McWhorter at Polygon. Uh, this popped up over the weekend. Uh, they saying they're saying they're joining Blizzard for long term support. There's some some upset on the internet about this this merger. Vicarious Visions most recently did the obviously the Tony Hawk remaster, uh, which got incredibly incredible reviews. They also did the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy remaster, which again got really really great reviews, sold really really well. And now a lot of people are upset that they're basically just going to become like merge into this Blizzard blah pile, and it's it's like Activision taking away autonomy from Blizzard and 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 kind of asserting their dominance over them. And um, we're going to bring in the second report here as well. Report: Vicarious Visions is working on a Diablo two remake, says Ian Walter Kotaku, uh, and they were saying that. Before merging with Blizzard, they were working really closely on making that D2 remake that's been rumored for a long time, and that part of the team is now going to go work on Diablo 4 as well. So I'm a little I'm a little bit of both camps. I'm really excited that they're working on Diablo 2 because they have a great pedigree from the past couple of games. They I fucking love Diablo 2. I think it's like one of like god-tier uh, action RPGs. And I'm excited for what they could do with those those two franchises. Or, or the same franchise, Diablo 2 and Diablo 4. But also, I really, really am bummed that they're not going to... They were starting to turn into basically Blue Point of you know, the Activision catalog. Like, take all of these games that you love, and we're going to make really faithful, amazing remasters of them. And now we're probably not going to see any. They, they might go work on, oh, I don't know, an Overwatch level. Or they're going to work on some Warcraft expansion that we're not going to play. Or a StarCraft mod or something like that. And it's like... A lot of talent is now just going to become kind of absorbed into this Blizzard amoeba. What are your thoughts? I just said a lot. No, I mean, I don't really have... I've experienced Blizzard. I didn't really play any of the Vicarious Vision ga- Visions game. So I don't, really, I don't really have an opinion on this. Great. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm... I don't know. I'm... I'm ready to see what they're working on and what Blizzard can do with their talent. But it is kind of a bummer that they're not going to work on anything outside of Blizzard stuff anymore. Moving on to our fetch quest, we've got a long list of fetch quests to talk about. First of which is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning has been announced. You <laughs> wrote Kingdoms of Amateur. Um, Re-Reckoning has been announced for Nintendo Switch. Says Adam Bankers at IGN. Coming pretty soon. March 16th, 2021. That game... I really, really fucking loved the combat of the original. I never gave it too much time, but apparently the the re-reckoning version is not good. So, cool that it's coming to Switch. Boo that it's not good. Next, Rockstar patents new AI tech, likely for GTA 6, says Charlie Wackles. 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 Yeah, I was having a hard time with that one, too. We're going to call him Charlie Wackles at Dual Shockers. Uh, they have a new patent for a non-playable character AI experience where they have they can vary up their braking speed, their driving personality, all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's not going to be for Rockstar. I mean, for, for Red Dead, um, it's going to be probably a Grand Theft Auto game so that it's kind of more realistic and live service type thing. Speaking of live service, you're probably going to need to be connected to the internet at all times because they're saying that 
this new AI would be run on a server rather than locally on your hardware to free up some processing power. So that's cool. It, it could still pertain to Red Dead just for, you know, the behavior of the horse uh, instead. Um, it would have to be tailored a little bit, obviously. But yeah, this is interesting. I think this is kind of funny because this is actually one of the big problems with um, with Cyberpunk is <laughs> it's uh, NPC driving situation. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it, it's an important detail to get right. But I think it is one of those things where when you're in an open world and all the cars are just kind of driving at the same exact speed, it, it does kind of take the life out of it. And this is actually, I think, I'm I'm interested to see how this gets implemented and if if it gets implemented, they could have patented it and it doesn't work with the game they're making. There's other problems, so they just get rid of it. Like it's totally yeah. possible. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually just a small detail that can make a world much more believable. Like, what if there's that one asshole driver on the road? Like, that'd be really funny if you had to like contend with that. You know, I'm not a Grand Theft Auto person because I'm a real person. I'm a real life person, not an NPC. <laughs> but in Grand Theft Auto. Are there ever times when you're like just driving down the road and you see, oh, there's an accident and there's a couple of fire trucks and a police, like, is there any, are there uh, NPC caused that accidents that you can just kind of stumble across in the game? Not that I recall. Zero um, out of 10. That is not scripted, lifelike at all. Like the stranger interactions with, in Red Dead Redemption 2, where it's like something happens with an anonymous person in the world, but it's, it's scripted. I uh, it could do that, but I guess this would open that up to just being, it could randomly happen. generated yeah. as you play. Yeah, it could just happen. Well, the game sucks until then. Next up, Undertale <laughs> creator Toby Fox provides a progress update on Deltarune's second chapter, says Liam Dolan at Nintendo Life, and the update is, says, the chapter two's development is going well. Not sure what else to say, but I feel positive about it. Great. Yay. Excellent. Worth did you play chapter story. one? Uh, of Deltarune? I did not. Yeah. I did not. Neither did I. I should have. I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna wait till it's all one big thing, like Deltarune itself, the complete collection, Gold Edition, Capcom Resident Evil pack in with multiplayer. Next up, Xbox and EA exec Peter Moore rejoins the game industry at Unity. Says Jordan Oleman at IGN. His new title is Senior Vice President and General Manager of Sports and Live Entertainment, Deportes, as they say in Espanol. Cool. Welcome back, Peter Moore. Where have you been? Where has he been, actually? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Probably Hawaii. All those fucking rich executives. Mm. Speaking of rich Speaking executives, of rich. they're all going to die someday, like the rest of us. And in Among Us, you kill people. Among Us, estimated to have sold 3.2 million copies on Nintendo Switch in its launch month, says Liam Doolin at Nintendo Life. Fucking good for... I'm so happy for Among Us. Yeah. Fucking rocket, dude. <laughs> this one's funny. This one's funny. They keep like putting little pieces of this, like little breadcrumbs to make people think that there's a believable paper trail to this movie actually existing. But the Uncharted movie <laughs> gets another delay, this time until 2022, says Sam Woods at Dual Shockers. The new date is apparently February 11th, 2022. Okay. Okay. You know this thing doesn't exist. You're just buying time until you figure out how to tell us oh, we're just fucking going to take the movie and run to the moon and you'll never see it. 
Um, next up, Hitman Bernie 3. Are just knocking people? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're what? not moving on yet. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Weren't you just knocking people for conspiracy theories earlier in the episode? And you're like, Uncharted this is not real, man. It's fake. It's a hoax. This movie's not real. It never existed. Tom Holland was photoshopped, and he was actually fucking up Georgia ballot machines the whole time instead of filming. <laughs> no, it's just a COVID delay. It's still yeah. real. It's they still don't want to really sit in the middle of a pandemic when no one's going to see it. Yeah. And also, like, this is a big deal for Sony because this is their first real live action This is the first Sony Pictures. PlayStation I mean, Studios. Sony, yeah, PlayStation Studios production. PlayStation Productions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, they it can't come out and, and be like a Tenet where Tenet was a good movie, but it definitely was lukewarm box office wise. Yeah. Although this is, yeah. I mean, technically, this movie started development ten and a half years ago before PlayStation Studios got involved. So PlayStation Studios yeah. adopted this movie, mm-hmm. and it's then still their first foray though killed everyone in it, and it's not coming out. Next up, Hitman Three <laughs> had the series' best <laughs> digital launch sales yet, says Ryan Meitzler at Dual Shockers. Awesome. That game came out this Friday, and a lot of people are really excited about it. And you can play Hitman 1 and 2 inside Hitman 3 if you own them. So that's fucking cool. Holden, you never played Hitman 2. Are you excited? Slash, did you buy Hitman 3? I didn't buy it. I'm going to play Hitman 2 first. Play Hitman 2 in Hitman 3. I am. Yeah, I, I've been considering that. I. The. The levels in that game look so cool. There's specifically one that takes place in a German nightclub, and you're like, it's like Collateral. Like, you've ever seen Collateral? There's like the nightclub fight scene, I don't think uh, I've which seen is just, movie. it's a really good movie. Um, that's like a really dope action sequence as well. That level looks really, really cool, and I desperately want to play it. So I have to play Hitman 2 pretty soon. I got to play Control first. I got other play things to play, play, but control. I will get to that. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that's what Jeff Derringer does when he goes abroad to DJ things. He's actually he's a secret man. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him perform. He's a good DJ, so he's he's. I mean, obviously, he's, good he's invited disguises. all over the world to go at these secret clubs all over the place. So obviously, he's good. Yeah, so he's really dope. Next up is Bug Snacks Dev says the ending could have been a lot darker, says Ash Parrish at Kotaku. There was an interview. A couple of big things to take away from the interview is that there will definitely, or likely, there will likely be more Bug Snacks. There's more story to tell. And also, the original uh, ending almost involved a bunch of cannibalism and uh, could have been a lot worse than it was. So, dope. I have to say, I texted Brent before, I was like halfway through the game, and I'm like, hey, I had this idea of where the story's going to go. And it wasn't that exactly, but it was pretty damn close to that. <laughs> so I was kind of like, damn, like almost, almost. Almost. You were close. I'm down for more bug snacks, though. You probably mm-hmm. saw the leaked document and you read it and you're like, hey, guys, this is actually what it's going to be. But that was the like the red herring that they actually put out. <laughs> you know, like when they film like multiple versions of how like a popular TV show or how a movie's going to end and then they're like, yep. We're only going to air one of them. Playdead's, finally, last thing. Playdead's next game is a multi-platform, third-person science fiction adventure, says Jordan Alleman at IGN. First thing, the Playdead. This is the studio that brought us Limbo and uh, Inside. Inside. Multi-platform is a big thing because Limbo was exclusive to Xbox for a long time for Limbo. And... um, I said that twice, didn't I? Limbo is exclusive to Xbox. Inside was exclusive for about a month on Xbox as well. 
And interesting that it's a third-person science fiction adventure because everything else they've done so far has been kind of 2D puzzle platformers. So, Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for that. Cannot wait. I'm really excited for the, whatever silhouette monochrome world that they're going to have. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have a great fucking time playing it. I'm sure we really demented and fucked up in its own <laughs> subtle way. Before we get to our end game and we talk about what everyone listening to this needs to do, because you do have several things that we're going to get to, we have Game on Game Show, the game on our gaming show where we play a game called Game on, the gaming show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Holden, what a good day it is for you. Chad. Because we have another Uh-oh. new game. Another oh, new boy, game. Oh, boy, you're going to say it's the Hello God, it's me, Margaret. I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we have another game today that is brand new. We've never done before. It is one that I came up with in about three minutes because I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have a game. But I think it's, it's going to be kind of fun anyway. It's, it's a game called IGN said, what about that game? <laughs> too much water? Too much water? your cat making too much noise all the time? So this is a game all about (laughs) IGN.com and their reviews. There are five games here and five keywords that we're going to be using. And we're going to go to each game and we're both going to guess how many times a certain keyword appears in that review. Whoever is closest without not being close... (laughs) wins that round. <laughs> oh, my brain is not with my body. That cake joke fucked me up. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to clip that out and just watch it and like, what the fuck am I? I'm not a human, obviously. Anyway, so we're going to IGN.com. I'm going to name five games. We'll try to guess how many times certain words show up in them. You know, whoever wins gets to decide the location of our shared home's bathroom. So, first game is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, I'm going to go ahead to Assassin's Creed Valhalla on uh, the review on IGN.com. And I'm just going to do a Command F and search the page for the phrase Black Flag. How many times do you think the phrase Black Flag shows up in the IGN review for Assassin's Creed Valhalla? It would search not just for the article, but also for related articles and things like that as well. Anything that so appears on the page. That yep. Yeah, because you can't. Uh, we, there's no way we could isolate just the the review. It's impossible. I guess we could copy paste the text. We but, could, but we won't. Should yeah, we maybe, won't. but short. Um, what about short? Don't you understand, Holden? <laughs> I'm gonna say. Now here's the thing: Is it just black flag, or it has to say Assassin's Creed? It is just Creed, black, black flag. Black, black flag. Okay. Yep. <sighs> I'm going to say five. Five. I'm going to go with mm, two. Seven. Se- seven. Ooh, you're going with seven. seven. I'm going with two. Because I think yeah. that like we might see some relation for the ship stuff. Like, oh, remember the first time we've had boats that are good since Black Flag. But I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot in of... In a paragraph, they might say it multiple times mm-hmm. as well. It's so, like in that one reference, they might say Black Flag multiple times. That's kind of where I'm, what I'm thinking. Let's find out. Black Flag... Zero times in that review. Zero. Zero times. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I feel like 
Black Flag is like the Dark Souls of <laughs> of Assassin's Creed, where everything gets compared to it. Right. <laughs> uh, just for fun, this one doesn't count. What about Viking? What about the word Viking? How many times do you think that appears in there? Ooh, ooh. Um, considering zero for Black Flag, I'm just gonna say ten. Not many. I'm gonna say six. Six. Okay. There were eight right in between, smack dab in the middle. Boom. Okay. Next game. So Hashtag nobody, compromise. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I got closer to zero than you did for the first one, so I get the point. Yeah, you get that. Point. Resident Evil 7. There are zero mentions of Resident Evil 7 on this Assassin's Creed Valhalla page. <laughs> How many times do you think the word horror... The ship mechanics are very similar to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. <laughs> How many things? Do you, how many times do you think in Resident Evil Seven Biohazard their review? Do you think the word horror shows up? Horror. I'm gonna guess first this time, so you can go based off of my guess. We're gonna alternate. Uh, I'm gonna guess okay. for horror three. I'm guessing three times. Again, we're recording, including the whole page. The whole. And I can page. see there being like. Not even in the review, but like related article. The top seven horror games will make you poop your pants, like that kind of. Yeah. I, uh, that'll be there too. Yep. So I'm Fuck. Say, survival I'm say, horror also counts, and I bet that's in there a lot. Do you want to take oh. back your guess? Oh, no, I've made I, my guess. I've yet, already so. committed to my guess. I've already committed to my guess. Asa says <laughs> it's Resident Evil Seven. It has to be seven times. <laughs> the five star man in our chat. What's up, Asa? I'm gonna. I was thinking seven already because I guess seven last time. So there's like a recency bias. Okay. <laughs> like I guess seven okay. last time. So I'm Here gonna we say go. Seven again. Horror. And five star man Ace is telling me it's the <gasps> law, so I have to now. What did I guess? Three. Fuck, yeah. You totally won. There's six times. Six matches. On this Boom. one. So you and Asa win. More proof holding that <laughs> are the same person. You guys do. You look exactly fucking the same. Like, literally, if you had been there for our Xbox Series X review, <laughs> we had you, Asa, Joel, Steven Dutzman. Um, you should have just it, it was doubled Asa's feed and then put my name underneath it. <laughs> All right. Next game. So you have one point. I have one point. Watch Dogs Legion. Boom. How many times, again, Watch Dogs Legion appears zero times on the Resident Evil 7 page? <laughs> Let me go to the right search bar. How many times does the word London appear on the review for Watch Dogs Legion? The game, for context, takes place in London. You sound like you're from London. Here's a, I have a very Wait, no, I scientific guess, No, you method. guess first. Yeah, you guess first. Yeah. I have a very scientific approach to handling this because I have no fucking idea how to guess for this. I have no idea. I have no approach. So seven. It's mentioned seven Whoa, times. Seven times. I'm going to go with 11. 11 times 11. for Watch Dog Legion's London. All Let's right. See. London. Oh, Holden, you won again. Four. Mentioned four times. Four. But it's that's way under, though. Four. Right? Only four times. All right. You're beating me two to Interesting. one. Interesting. Two games to go. Sackboy, a big adventure. The word, Mario. How many times does the word Mario appear in Sackboy, a big adventure's review on IGN.com? It's your turn to go first. 
I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess two. I'm going to guess there's one comparing it as a 3D platformer to a 3D Mario game. And then at the end, there's some kind of cheeky, like, if you're looking for a Mario-type experience from PlayStation 5, check out Sackboy. Mm, so I'm going to guess yeah, two times. Point. I was thinking one. Okay. I'm going to stick with one. All right. Mario. One. Five times. Really? Whoa. Five. Interesting. Let's go. Let's More go through, than London let's is these. mentioned in Watchdog Legions. <laughs> That's right. So the subtitle says, a charming spinoff that trades its creation tools for more Mario-like structure. Then, a big adventure feels far closer to the likes of Super Mario 3D World, both in structure and design. Not to overcompare, but the structure here really does feel derivative of Super <laughs> Mario 3D World. Um, Sackboy lacks additional techniques that could offer more nuance to his moveset like Mario has. And then at the very end, like I mentioned, there's a tag. Sackboy Big Adventure is a charming little big planet spinoff that trades its creation tools in for a more straightforward Mario structure. Five times. Okay. We are tied, Holden. One Five more tiebreaker. All right, let's do it. Riding that Mario train, Super Mario 3D World. Ooh. That's the game on Wii U. How many times does the word cat appear in the review? <laughs> you know, and the only applies to the word cat. Well it me. does not apply to like euphemisms for cat, like feline or pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they say pussy a Mario's lot in the review. Mario's pussy powers Mario. really help him scratch that tree. <laughs> <laughs> the number seven worked out well for me here. Oh, you're Lucky going with seven? seven. Okay. Going with seven again. I'm going yeah. with seven. This game, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, this game has a lot of cats. There's a lot cat of cats. bells, cat powers, peach cat, That's Mario cat. That's fury, though. That's Bowser's Fury. That's not 3D World. You're right. You're right. I'm 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 gonna go. What what are that? Did I say a number already? If no. not, I'm gonna say eleven. Okay. Okay. So you said seven. seven I said eleven. Here we go. Cat. So okay. So here's. Either way the you win. <laughs> either way you win. It has four matches. Holy shit. Holden, in reality, there's only one cat on this entire page. Because I searched... Where did four come from? Okay, so I searched cat, and here's what came up. Mm -hmm. The only catch is even catastrophic wipeouts, adorable cat suit, signature falsetto caterwalls. Those are the four. So the word cat actually only shows up one time. That Whoa. feels like a missed opportunity. I shouldn't get a point for that. Josero, I was way Jose off. Otero, fucking do your job. <laughs> Mention cats in the cat game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dallas laughed at pussy. Asa says, I feel like the cat suit shouldn't count. It doesn't matter. Either way, Holden was way closer to zero than I was. So, Holden, you win this game. Do you know what that means? You get to decide in our shared home where our bathroom is. <laughs> That's the prize. Um, the shared bathroom is going to go... Oh, no, 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 by no, the no, kitchen. no. It's, it's a, a shared home, not a shared bathroom. Oh, oh, I see. 
you sure have to poop home. at work. Um, <laughs> I have to I poop, poop at home. <laughs> <laughs> next to the kitchen. So I'm going to say that. In the kitchen. Okay, great. No, next to the kitchen. Have a bathroom by the kitchens. Good idea. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have next yours. Yeah, in the kitchen. You got a little bathroom right there by the kitchen. So you can yeah, cover up the poop smell with spaghetti it. sauce. <laughs> hey, that is a benefit. Like, ooh, man, that was a ranch and poop. Like, cooks a bacon. Yeah. Get the bacon cooking. <laughs> you ever just, like, cook a couple of pieces of bacon just to cover up a fart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, hey, guys, that's the end of our show, episode 196. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching, everyone participating <laughs> in the chat. That's awesome to see you there. Uh, we have homework for you. It sounds awful. It's actually fun. Play Control. It's our barf game. <laughs> if you are a patron on patreon.com slash respawn name fire, you get to choose what we play. So you get to choose next month's barf game. The poll is currently up. It includes Okami. It includes Majora's Mask. It includes two other games I've forgotten. Holden, what are they? Oh, um, the full list is uh, Majora's Mask, um, Okami, Guacamelee, and then... Okay. Well, and now I'm forgetting the last one, and I made the list today. Oh my I made god. these games I want to play. Oh my god! I'm, I'm just I'm just a look fuck it up. up. Uh, while you're there at Respawn Name Fire's Patreon page, you can also go download some dope wallpapers, and you can play with us on Thursday nights. Nights, nights, baby. You also have two other things you need to do. Go to YouTube.com/slash blah 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 blah. All of that garbage. Search for us because we don't have a vanity name yet. Subscribe to us while you're there. Go to Fresh Takes Gaming on YouTube as well. Subscribe to them. Enter in for their giveaway. They're giving away all sorts of shit like coffee and merch and uh, Steam codes. And then, if you're feeling really froggy, take that screenshot. Go to Food Line and ask them to put it on a cake and tell them that they got it wrong. You get a free cake. You eat that cake on stream. That's your homework. Hold on. What's the fourth game? The full list. I'll read the full list again. Oh, my God. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Captain Toe Treasure Tracker. Oh, yeah. Okami HD. And guacamole. And I also want to mention Alex Cozina, Cozy Bear, said um, that I asked him, What's the best game on the list? He said he's played all of these before. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. said, I think Majora's Mask is probably the best game of them all for the time for which it released. But I decided to give my vote to Okami. So just so you know, he played all the games and he's putting it to Okami, but he's doing it so he can 100% it. He's 100% all the other games. Gotcha. Okay. Now he okay. wants to 100% Okami. Wonderful. So yeah, but right now Majora's Mask is winning. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, everyone. That Don't sit is on it. it. Yeah, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is on there. That's the fourth game. That's really all we needed to know, but instead we heard a fucking novel. Thank you, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Until next time, everyone, here's our usual sign-off. I poop next to the kitchen now. <laughs>